0: This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. Hello, genius people. Yako Wanna here. The only show we listen to in the Water Tower is the AnimaniCast. I bet you can't guess why. Good night, everybody.
1: And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the AnimaniCast. And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We're the only podcast out there that's dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. And each week we talk about a different episode of the series, exploring all the cultural references and gags that we can find. And in the end, we give each episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? (laughs) And not joining us from across the country once again is kelly and why is that nathan <laughs> no uh, you're not you're not kelly don't even try to impersonate try to her you can't even try to um, say y'all or something like that well she yeah she was with us
2: yesterday um she was and we all talked about ready player one and we recorded a, a wonderful podcast and then it didn't uh record i guess so.
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I I had a bad. It was like, it's like Star Wars. I had a bad feeling about this. It was uh, something. Something was goofy when we started, and I just thought, Nah, it's fine, it's fine. And then at the end, it was the it was the most interesting podcast because you could hear my voice perfectly fine, but then Nathan and Kelly, you could kind of hear them going like talking like this. So uh, yeah, it. it we had to we had to delete it unfortunately yeah i
2: mean to be fair i was i was talking through like a paper towel roll the whole time oh
1: nathan no wonder yeah (laughs) today we're going to talk about uh not episode 75 of animaniacs which we did talk about we had a you know great time talking about episode 75 uh however today because of the technical difficulties we're going to go back to one of our favorite things to do which is talk about the animaniacs comic book and we left off on issue number five. So today we're going to do a kind of a quick rundown of what's in episode, or not episode, what's in issue number five of the Animaniacs comic book, which I believe dates all the way back to September of 1995. Uh, I have the comic book right here in front of me. Let's get this foldy here. Ooh, nice. There's, yeah, turning of pages. Um, and lots of lots of uh, great ad, ads in here for uh, Batman. There's a great ad in here for the Batman Forever, uh, you know, trading cards. And there's an ad in here for, uh, Batman and Robin on VHS. And you could turn in a couple to get a cool Batman, uh, action figure. <laughs> and of course, there's a, is a, <laughs> another ad in this issue about the Batman and, uh, Robin video game on Genesis. We had the Super Nintendo version of that. Do you remember Nathan? Yeah. And it was such a cool game, and now it's, I don't know where it is anymore. It's either sold or just lost to the times. Oh, well. They need to re release that. It's fun.
2: I like, well, I have the the little tiny SNES, the SNES classic, Uh and uh, I I downloaded it onto that. So uh, you
1: can play it anytime. Ooh, I see what you did there. So did you get the, (laughs) did you do kind of like the ROM kind of thing onto it? Yep. Yep. Ah, uh, <laughs> sneaky. Well, uh, we, need sneaky. To, we need to get the Animaniacs SNES game. Oh yeah, to play that and Probably review that, that at oh. some point. But uh, yeah, I'll, I, you know, I'm going to try to to find the uh, the non-rom version of that, and uh, we'll see. But anyway, let's let's get into our discussion here of <laughs> today's comic book, and after we do. We're going to share a little bit about the Freakacon, which recently came out on uh, Facebook. It was the first Freakazoid convention. It was completely, you know, digital. It was a lot of fun. And we're going to talk about a little bit about that. And then we're going to share some more emails from Rob Paulson is one of the nicest people on earth or whatever we're calling that. Something along those lines. Yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> Uh, because we have a lot of emails to get through, uh, so we're only going to be able to get through three or four today, but there's going to be quite a few more, and we'll hopefully get to uh, a few more of them next week as well. So if you don't hear it this week, don't worry. You can always uh, wait till next week, and if you uh, haven't set in your thoughts or memories of uh, meeting Rob Paulson for the first time or second time or third time or whatever, uh, you can send them in to us at animanicast at retrozap.com. .com. Well, let's go ahead and get into our discussion of the comic book, Nathan. What do you say? I think that's a plan. I uh, guess. Okay. <laughs> well, before we get into the discussion right here of the different segments, I think we we better talk about the cover, which is it's pretty crazy. It's uh, yeah, it's a lot of stuff it's going all on all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> well, describe the cover for us, Nathan. What's going on?
2: Okay, well, there's uh, they're, they're, they just seem to be at some sort of uh, r- on a roller coaster ride. All right, and uh, all the Warners are inside of it, and they're and yeah, Wacko's holding Hello Nurse. There's also Slappy's in the roller coaster with him, and on her head there's, a uh, Squid, and uh, or a uh, Pesto. On hers also Brain is on Wacko's head. There's Pinky holding on to a banner that's attached to the roller coaster. It says Surrender Humans. Um, and I guess that's the uh, uh, Colin from the Randy Beeman segments is also in their roller coaster, and they're all being chased by Ralph, who is in a sec- uh, separate roller coaster. Um, and meanwhile, the mine, Mr. Mine, is in front of them with no face makeup on, which is kind of weird, and he's being chased by the roller coaster as well. And then in the sky, you can see Mindy and Buttons, and Buttons is getting hit in the face with the words "Animaniacs" with some weird italic uh, confetti kind of stuff
1: around some of the A's. that's the classic Animaniacs font that uh, is... It it is such a weird font, but it is on a lot of Animaniacs merchandise. It's kind of like the secondary... Uh, title for animadiac stuff, actually. Uh, it's not the bubbly letters, but more of the jaggedish kind of letters with the weird italicized stuff around it. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in here. And like you said, Nathan, the paint job is not the best on some of these, especially on mm-hmm. the mime. <laughs> like you said, like the mime has no face makeup on at all. Like his, he's just normal skin colored. So, and, you mentioned squit on or not squit you did say squit but it yeah, was actually I did say squit but it's supposed to, it's pesto on top of slappy's head but the problem which, is he's pointing or screaming ahead and in front of him squit is there in a kind of a fighting cloud which usually yeah happens. so is he fighting Bobby which he
2: never Bobby never fights squit it's always pesto and squid, Yeah, always... and if
1: you look and if you look forward into that cloud of the pigeons fighting, it's squid and pesto but pesto's oh, yeah, colored <laughs> yeah but pesto's colored in gray like so everything is just going wrong on here there's there's essentially two pestos on this cover <laughs> yeah uh, it's uh it's kind of and, messed up
2: <laughs> and then with this with this cover you're like oh boy at least i'm going to get like uh pinky in the brain, I'm gonna get some good feathers, probably some skippy slappy, some Ralph chasing the Warner. Like you don't get any of this. No no Mindy and buttons. Like this is the most like uh misrepresentative cover, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> is
2: nothing to do with the
1: There are new no amusement parks, there's <laughs> it's mm-hmm. all three all three cartoons, all three comics uh segments I should say, are all Warner Brothers, uh, and Warner Sister based. Which is nice, but yeah, there's no other uh, characters. I was kind of looking forward to maybe seeing the Good Feathers or something.
2: Yeah, exactly. Ralph's not like even chasing them in any. He's almost friends with them in one of them, and the other two doesn't even exist. So it's kind of a (laughs) weird—it doesn't fit the comic.
1: (laughs) Well, let's get into our discussion of this one. Uh, I'll go ahead and talk real quick about the first one that we see, which is called Animaniacs in The Not-So-Model Mother. And in this comic, it's uh, it's kind of weird because there's this narration that's going on uh, in the upper left-hand corners of some of the uh, frames, some of the panels, I should say. And it starts off, it says, ah, it's spring, it's sunny. So what if it's the 19th century? You couldn't ask for a more perfect day for a picnic. Well, this narrator or whomever <laughs> continues to narrate throughout it randomly, Uh, but basically this story is Dot is going out for a picnic. She's lugging her, uh, picnic basket along and it's very heavy for some reason. And of course, the reason is because Yakko and Wacko are inside and they have been, uh, waiting to eat all of the food. And, uh, but they eat, they ate the decoy food, um, which they think is disgusting. Anyway, they, they basically go and they go through the, the woods and all of a sudden they see somebody in the in the woods painting the landscape. He's a landscape artist. Ha, ha, ha. And he is kind of it's almost like he's painting in uh paint by numbers, you know, throughout the throughout the woods. The the leaves are all you know black and white and he's coloring them in green and everything like that. Well, they they basically say, you know, we can help you out. We you know, we can you should be, you know, a different type of artist. We could be your models. And he says, well, models cost, you know, money. And they said, well, we could do it for you. You know, we'll pose for you. So they go back to his uh, studio and there's fruit and everything there. They they try like doing abstract art, like dots pushing her face on canvases and things like that. So it turns out the reason he stopped working in this studio is because his mother is a party animal, and she turned it into her own party room, a rec room, basically. And she, soon enough, she actually comes barging through the door with her old friends, uh, literally old friends, because they're all old people, and they all are playing papas on tubas, and they're doing conga-line pokas throughout the whole place. And she grabs... Uh, the painter and starts, you know, dancing around with it. And ter- uh, I think it's around this time that we find out that this painter's name is Whistler, and that's Whistler's mother. We're already getting some hints about what's going to happen in this episode. They're trying to figure out, you know, how to help him out. Wacko at one point has a brainchild, which is very weird. Uh, mm-hmm. He gets this idea from a brainchild, which is literally a brain in diapers that walks in. And gives Wacko some ideas. And they decide, let's play musical chairs to get the mother to stop doing this. So they play musical chairs with Whistler and his mother. And they play all the way until there's just Whistler and his mom. And Whistler's mother shoves him out of the way, sits down on this rocking chair and says, ha, I won. But then she can't get out of the chair because the Warners put glue in the chair And so Whistler is stuck. Whistler's mom is stuck in the chair and therefore has to get painted. And hence, that's how we got with the painting of Whistler's mother. I don't know. Nathan, what do you think about this first uh, comic? Uh, Not great. No, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um,
2: I think it's kind of all over the place, but um, I don't know. I didn't even know really what to think of it. It's I, 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 I I don't know. I feel like they could have cut out like the picnic part of it, probably, or something. I don't know. Um, I, I it was just it, it didn't seem to have a, a, a through uh, story way. I, I think it felt I felt bad for John Whistler, or whatever his name is, what James Whistler, and I didn't know who that was until towards the end when I'm like, oh, Whistler's mother. Like as soon as the mom comes into the room and she's wearing that typical mother uh whistler's mother outfit that's
1: uh i don't know it was it was a weird cartoon (laughs) (laughs) well just for the record since i didn't say at the beginning the writer of this first uh comic was john walker uh the penciler was john costanza inker was scott McRae. letterer was bob panaha and colorist was dave tangway uh yeah it it not it was not the funniest one, and it took a while. It's, it felt mm-hmm. it felt longer than it needed to be. Uh, I tried to you know skim through as much as I could, but yeah, it just it wasn't the funniest thing in the world. But um, I think the middle one here was a little bit funnier. Let's talk about that one. Uh, this is called Animaniacs in a Wing and a Prayer, and the writer was Dave King, penciler was Kelly Jarvis, inker Scott McRae once again, letterer was Bob Panaha, and the colorist is Tom. Ziyuko. and Nathan, what here? Uh, what happens here in a wing and a prayer? All
2: right. Well, um, I think it's 1903, and the uh, Wrights brothers have just built their first plane, or at least uh, the you know the the, uh, the the Wrights brothers plane.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> the aeroplane, <laughs> as, as they call flight.
2: it. Yeah, the aeroplane. Um, and then they go, "Hey, so you should fly it," and neither one would fly, so they get in a big fight. And they're on the beach, and hey, the Warners are also on the beach. Uh, they're going to have a nice, uh, sunny time on the beach. But uh, they notice the guys are fighting, and they they kind of uh, shout at them. And then the, the Wrights brothers are like, hey, why don't you guys go fly on the plane? So first up, uh, they, they they try to get Dot to fly the plane, and she's like, They're like, all right, we'll just stay away from these propellers. Like, oh, obviously. Like, I'm going to get up to this propeller. And then she gets uh, pulled into the propeller and shot away. So then uh, I believe it's Wacko's up next. And he uh, jumps in, flies, and immediately crashes. So then they all have to fix the plane. (laughs) So they rebuild the plane basically from scratch. And then um, I guess it would be Yakko up next. and then uh, But he doesn't even get in it. He... He ends up taking the chair, because, like, take a seat, and they start fighting with him, trying to get him in. Um, Meanwhile, Wacko is eating a banana. He drops the peel. The Rice Brothers slip and fall into the plane, turn it on, and they go shooting off into the air, and it's all good, except... uh, they also removed their landing gear, but uh,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the end. So. Yeah, basically at the end, yeah. They they the Wright brothers fall in and uh, get blasted off, and who knows if they'll ever land properly because Yakko has their landing gear. Uh, it's it's a cute uh, a comic. I think it's drawn really really well. I think they the the hmm. the, the Warners look uh, really on model and everything. I think they have good expressions and everything, so it looks really cool. Um, Mm-hmm. I, you know, there, it has some com, some cute little moments of like Wacko constantly eating lots of candy and them saying, "Give me your candy." And he says, "All of it." Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then of course he gets like a, a bag full of candy, dumps it all on on the the war, the uh, the Wright brothers and everything. Um, yeah, it's the Wacko's bag, so it's infinite or whatever, you know. Yeah, the the Wright brothers don't want to fly this plane because, of course, they are afraid that this isn't going to work (laughs) um they 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 say like well these the warners let's just get let's just get these kids to do it uh because they they say uh this is crazy that's crazy dangerous irresponsible we'll do it uh so it fit in with the the warners how you know how they would want to do this i think it was a it was a relatively good comic what do you get what do you think nathan
2: yeah, I think they could like this could be an actual seg- like I could see this being an actual segment kind of thing
1: on yeah. TV. I think even like, yeah, it fit in yeah. it fit into like a, a standard kind of setup of an Animaniacs cartoon, and uh, yeah, it was a good first draft. I would say <laughs> of, yeah, of, of exactly. an actual cartoon that I would see on the show. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the last segment now. This is called Animaniacs in The Trouble with Trainees. And in The Trouble of Trainees, it starts off with Thaddeus Plots, and he is scared. And why is he scared? Well, the Warners are coming in, of course. That's why he's scared. But he's going to try to fix the problem with the Warners being so crazy by teaming them up with Ralph the Guard, and they're going to become new security guards for Warner Brothers Studio. Well, Dr. Scratch and Sniff is very excited about this idea, too, because he says now he can get back to analyzing all the big movie stars and charging them lots of money and everything, which I thought to myself, like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's that is what Dr. Scratch and Sniff (laughs) did on the I'm so used to watching him in the cartoons, just kind of being like the Warner's father figure essentially Mm -hmm. that I forget that. Oh yeah. He has a job on the Warner brothers lot and it's supposed to be talking with celebrities and, and helping them out with all of their, their issues. And uh, that was nice to see that line. Anyway, the Warner's meanwhile are hanging out with Ralph and they're, they're driving him crazy. You know, they're, he's trying to say like, you know, you have to do lots of push ups, and you have to, he's, starts counting to 3 or 4 and start you know then he starts having trouble and of course they pan back and it's because the warners are all sitting on his back he's showing them the very complicated procedure of the the guard uh, gates and the warners smash the uh gate down on his head the warners eventually do you know understand the importance of security they start marching around the Warner brothers lot and they take it, of course, too seriously because what they do is they put barbed wire and a trench and they tie up Ralph and essentially make it so that no one can get into the lot because they have secured it with so much barbed wire that, uh, you know, Thaddeus Plotz is answering the phone and he goes, what Mr. Nicholson? What Mr. Burton? For like Jack Nicholson and Mr. Mm-hmm. and Tim Burton, which I thought was like okay, cool. You can't say their full name, but you can kind of give us a hint that uh, these celebrities are trying to get in. Anyway, that's that cartoon. That's that comic. What do you think about Nathan?
2: I feel like uh, plots like hurts himself a
1: lot at the end, like that last panel. Oh, it's pretty. The, uh... It's pretty <laughs> h- harsh, isn't it? He's like torn up. Like it really did look painful. There's... Yeah, he he apparently starts climbing through the
2: barbed wire, saying, "Please come back to all the movie stars." Yes. Yeah, there's got to be a better way to do that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Exactly. Yeah, it did. Let that that frame did look painful. It was some good, uh, you know, artwork overall in this one as well. Especially with uh, Thaddeus Plots and Doctor Scratch and Smith, I thought looked pretty expressive and everything. So it was a. it was a good job right there. This one right here, but the writer once again was Dave King, uh, penciler Horatia Saavedra, Saavedra. Uh, inker Ruben Torriero, letterer was Steve Haney, and colorist Joe Mignol. Uh, but yeah, it was a it was a good comic. I enjoyed it, uh, or at least that little part of it was very nice. What did you? What anything else you highlights of this last segment, Nathan?
2: Um, they really didn't like the commissary. Oh, like, yeah, that's that was...
1: weird. Yeah, they, they said it's either do this or work in the commissary. Which, yeah, uh, if it was me, I would rather work in the commissary because but that's. But apparently, like, it's the most vile and feared place in the studio. See, is what, that's how they describe what it. I don't get because, like, the commissary is where they did, if I'm not mistaken, that's where, like, karaoke dokey was being held. And. Uh, all the celebrities and people eat at. It's like the cafeteria, right? The commissary, you know. and that's where we, years and years ago, when we went to the Warner Brothers lot in the nineties, uh, I saw George Clooney at the commissary eating on the uh, outside of it. So I don't know why they wouldn't want to go to the commissary. It's yeah, and I'm sure,
2: sure they would just, you know, do food fights or something. You know, yeah, like they would make they would have fun wherever they're at. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know, but whatever. So it was, a, it was a pretty, it was a pretty good comic uh, segment right there. Well, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating for this comic. So, what do you think, Nathan? Out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give this comic book? I'm gonna give it two water towers. I think.
2: Yeah. Um, I didn't like the cover I thought that cover should have been different because it put up my expectations and then it was shattered so <laughs> I'm like oh man look at this exciting episode of the issue but if um, it had a different count like I'm pretending it's not there and then still you none know, of the segments are amazing but the last two are, are fine better than the uh, Whistler's mother I think.
1: Yeah, I'll give it a three water tower uh, rating because uh, I don't know. There's nothing terrible about it. It's perfectly fine. Uh, yeah, it's wasn't horrible. It was just eh, okay. <laughs> I'll take you it do, or leave you it. You get a
2: you get a maze in this too. The sack That's time true. maze. That's true. You get a so, sack time maze. It's, it's like I guess it's a, a search and find. It's kind of a weird.
1: Yeah, there's a search and find thing, and there's also a great connect the dots. And of course, it's, uh, I haven't connected the dots on this one, but uh, my guess is. I think is, I know what it is. Yeah, it's dot <laughs> doing something. And you're supposed to then put the uh, completed image in front of a mirror. And uh, using my very quick backwards reading skills, it looks like it says, What do you, what you, what you were, what were you expecting? uh maybe julia roberts and so yeah but it's it's dot i'll see if i can make a a scan of this last uh, connect the dots image and put it on our show notes for anybody who wants to have a connect the dots game uh it is a very long connect the dots there's looks like there's oh gosh there's like over a hundred something dots on here so Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah like
2: 102 yeah. is the last
1: one i did try i i did print this out at, uh, at my work a few weeks ago and uh was going to try to connect the dots and i've eventually i just i got busy doing other stuff it actually is that long and complicated so if you do connect the dots uh go to our show notes print up the image and uh let us know uh what the finished <laughs> what image is looks it? like what is it we don't know <laughs> It might it might and be Wacko or Yakko. I'm not exactly sure. But. The, 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 I'm reading that speech
2: bubble, and I think it is what you were expecting. Maybe Julia Roberts, but that doesn't make but sense. But, but is it. it?
1: But is it backwards though?
2: No, because the words before the you on our side. So that means. Oh, I don't know. What you were expecting, maybe Julia Roberts, and <laughs> I feel like they wrote it wrong because they're like. Did they write it right? Okay. It well,
1: there you go. Perhaps. <laughs>
2: so, I think they wrote it
1: backwards. Oh, man. <laughs> Yet another problem in this. <laughs> anyway, well, you could check out all the images from this comic. Uh, you know, if you search around online, you can find some uh, some comic sites that actually scan all this. Or you can do what I did and just uh, go to a uh, some of these comic book online stores and uh, get your own copy for just a couple bucks. And Because uh, these Animaniacs comic books, they're not that easy to find in actual brick-and-mortar stores anymore. I Trust me, I tried. I called almost every comic book shop here in Tucson. And I even, uh, last time at Phoenix Comic Con, went around quite a bit to see if people had the old Animaniacs comic books. And I just couldn't find them anywhere. So really the best way to do it is just to, to go on to some of the comic book shops online and see if they have any of the, the issues in their warehouses and usually like i said you can get them for just a couple bucks each a lot cheaper or at least around the same price of comic books today and it's very nostalgic looking at all these old advertisements and everything too so it's a lot of fun I don't
0: see why those warner brats
1: can't tease their own commercials
0: banded together across the television dial are the four greatest superhero podcasts on the internet Green Justice and Arrow Podcast, Scarlet Velocity a Flash Podcast, Agents of Shield Case Files, And Terrigen Dreams and Inhumans Podcast. Join Super Friends, Jovial J and Jenna Schwa weekly as they provide commentary and discussion on your favorite heroes. Only on Retrozap.com.
1: Hey, Robert, why should people listen to another retro gaming podcast? You mean, know, our cast, David, we do have to keep this short, you know. Yes, well, I guess we should start with the fact we celebrate old school video games. And
0: we have awesome guests and game giveaways. Don't forget that.
1: Plus our game show and your favorite segment, Random Select. <sighs> Don't remind me. Are we done yet? Listen to our cast, another retro gaming podcast, part of RetroZap.com. Finally, back to my beer show we'll give you a show back to
2: Animaniacs.
1: let's go ahead and talk about freakacon right now and this was freakacon part one yes this is just the first freakacon hopefully next year there'll be another one but the first freakacon happened on March 15th on Facebook at facebook.com/ freakacon. Nathan, were you able to catch any of this uh, streaming event?
2: Yeah, I caught a couple last like thirty minutes last twenty minutes, something like that. Uh-huh. So was, yeah.
1: Well, it was yeah. it was a lot of fun. It was a it's a very you, you really have to see the whole hour it's on. It's uh, you can actually watch the whole replay by either going to facebook.com/freakacon, slash but also Freakacon has. All of its social media set up as well, so there. It has its own YouTube channel, and it has a Twitter account, and it has an Instagram account as well, I believe. So they are all social media conscious now, and has a lot of great behind the scenes information on the the making of the show Freakazoid.
0: And now, ladies and gentlemen, here are your hosts, Tom Ruger and Paul Rugg. Whoa, oh yeah! Oh, I'm Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks. Thanks to all all of you for being here for tuning in. Hey, let's say hello to our Emmy winning composers, Julie and Steve Bernstein. (laughs) And let's also say hello to the announcer of Freakazoid, the one, the only, Mr. Joe Leahy. Uh, now, before we begin, uh, we just want to acknowledge uh, that we made a little, unfortunately, we made a little mistake, and we
1: forgot to invite an audience, and uh, further, to let you all know where Tom lives, since we're doing this from his garage. Now, you know, we're kind of new at this, so forgive us.
0: But but we did arrange for uh, to have one audience member, through the courtesy of Renton Audience of the Greater Conejo Valley, and they provided this audience member in exchange for this promotional announcement. Joe? Thanks, Tom. If you need an audience, look no further than rent an audience of the greater Conejo Valley. We'll laugh and clap at anything.
1: Just to give you some quick highlights of the show, Paul Dini came out to talk about working on the show. Uh, There were some great uh, questions and answers from the audience There was, uh, let's see, what else did they have? They had uh, a bunch of Freaka, they had a bunch of uh, Freakazoid, uh, fanboy or fangirl contest entries, which was very, uh, please, you know, I was very pleased that they had so many entries. Uh, I was a little disappointed that my entry didn't have time to be shown. I was like, "Oh, mm, Nathan! Yeah. And I, Nathan and I made this whole freak." Nathan uh, was the the person holding the camera, and I was the person in front of the camera. We tried to do our own freak uh I'm sorry, boy, freaka boy, not freaka boy, yeah, fanboy, uh, fanboy. Yes, the, we tried to do our own fanboy uh, contest entry, but unfortunately, they didn't have time to show it so yeah i you know, it was funny because i got a text from tom ruger saying like uh joey thanks for the entry but we just didn't have time to show it. we wanted to keep it to an hour so who knows maybe they'll maybe they'll just put it in the background and show it next year maybe uh but yeah there was also a they did go out and record a quick segment with john mccann did you see that nathan
2: um, uh, no, it I missed is, that. that must have been right before I saw it.
1: Yeah, it is. It's on the, it's on the, uh, actual Facebook page itself. It is disturbing in a, in a crazy way. John McHad, uh, is he, he looks, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it, but basically he looks like a, a crazy old man in this, in this video. And he's, he's asking for a happy clown breakfast soup, which is, uh, mm-hmm. which was the official sponsor of uh the freaky con from osiris foods of course
0: i can remember absolutely everything young man that's my curse that's one of the greatest curses ever inflicted on mankind memory you wouldn't happen to have any happy clown breakfast soup no i'm sorry i'm afraid of. (laughs) look at me i've asked you for happy clown breakfast soup I've become quite a soup lover. Breakfast soup, though, not afternoon soup, not dinner soup. Uh, I can't abide dinner soup. <laughs> uh, now, Mr. McCann, if you I could just... You want to ask me questions? You want to know about something? Yes. A right? Oh, you want to know how I got started? Mm-hmm. Well, it started in an office. They always start in an office. And I was busy working on shows that'll never see the light of day. See dentist. The happy chocolate. One day they came into my office, they dropped a mess of papers on my desk. Freaka kid, Farfanoogan, Fred's appendectomy. Freakazoid. You knew it all the time. You asked me that. <laughs> I'm not such a clever old man after
1: all. If you I? could just get to. Pre- I have a mind full of soup. Anyway, if you're a fan of uh, Freakazoid, you really got to go check out the replay of all the stuff from Freakacon. It was a lot of fun, and uh, can't wait for it to be, uh, you know, for next year, you get more behind-the-scenes stuff about Freakazoid. Uh, yeah, go check it out, and uh, we'll have all the links and everything like that on our show notes for today. Well, Nathan, let's go ahead and get to our last segment right now, which is Rob Paulson, one of the nicest people on Earth, and... We have some emails to read from uh, folks who have sent their thoughts about Rob. Uh, what what do you got here? Okay, well, I have one from the
2: Plucky Duck. Have you heard of him, Joey? Yes. From Tiny
1: Toons. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah. Plucky Duck. Yeah. Um, so he says, "This is Plucky." Mind well, you. this is
1: <laughs> this is <laughs> what this is. We gotta be. We gotta make sure we, people know. This is, of course, a. A Twitter user who uh, he, he he listens to our show and he has uh done the uh used the avatar of plucky duck to uh hmm. to be him on Twitter so this is not the well, official plucky duck but the uh you know he's using the avatar I, of plucky
2: you can't you can't say for sure though cuz well, maybe true. maybe Plucky is doing it incognito and maybe. doesn't want you to know that it's Ooh. a real pl- Plucky duck. Okay. And okay. what better way to do that than to pretend to be Plucky duck? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's undercover. Uh hi, just responding to the tweet about sharing memories with Rob Paulson. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to meet a cartoon voice actor. I'm not sure if it was 1995 or 1996, but it was the last Pinky and the Brain world uh, domination voice tour. I was in college in New Jersey, and Mr. Paulson and Mr. LaMarche were going to be at the Warner Brothers Studio Store in downtown Manhattan, NYC. Now, I'm, kind, I'm the kind of guy who gets lost in my own driveway and have a big anxiety about being lost. Back then, I didn't have GPS or a smartphone uh, or even a regular cell phone. I don't even know if MapQuest had a website yet. I got up early that Saturday, Saturday morning, went to the train station, and just took a train to anywhere in New York. I had no idea where I was going or how I was going to get there but I ended up taking the subway in the wrong direction and ended up in Coney <laughs> Island. So I turned around, got off the subway, where I got on the on, and then walked 40 blocks to the store, got to the store, followed the line up to the third floor art gallery, and they were sitting at a table at the end of the room, signing autographs, uh, talking to each other in character and joking around with everyone. A store employee handed me... A Pinky in the Brain postcard, which they signed and I still have framed. And I think we talked for maybe one or two minutes at most about how much I loved the show and said hi for an online friend who lived in California. After that, I took my signed card, bought some Animaniacs t-shirts, and was walking on air the forty blocks back to the train station. It was the twelve it was this twelve plus hour day. Just to spend two minutes with childhood gods, and it was totally worth it. What really, really stood out was that Rob and Maurice really seemed to be having fun and enjoyed meeting the fans. They were so naturally entertaining, they were uh and they weren't even trying. Flucky duck. That must have been weird seeing Flucky on the subway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they allow ducks on the subway? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and get to uh, another email here. Thank you very much, Plucky, by the way, for sending that in. This next one is from Miley Wood. And Miley says, I met Rob at Denver Comic-Con in 2015. I dressed up as April simply because I knew two of the actors from my favorite show were going to be there. I walked up to his booth and waited for the person in front of me to get their picture. I was so nervous, excited, and a bit scared. He was facing away from the line when it was my turn, so as I walked up, he turned around and saw my outfit, and in his Donatello voice, he exclaimed, April, you are so cute. I about passed out. I got a picture and an autograph. I hope to have Kevin Eastman and uh, Greg Sips signed this year from him, and I was concerned about it getting home without any damages, as I didn't have anything to carry it in. That is, by the way, a huge concern. (laughs) If you ever go to a Comic Con, try to bring a book, ladies and gentlemen. A big book is what I suggest Mm. doing. So you can put your pictures and stuff in there, or you can buy, uh, little, you know, eight by 10 protectors as well. But yeah, I, my experience, you have to, you have to get some sort of book or maybe a binder as well. That, that can help, but yeah. (laughs) Well my first convention, I got some pictures signed and I was like, oh great. Now what am I gonna do to make sure this thing doesn't get wrinkled in the next few hours? Anyway. You just stuffed it in your pocket. I just stuffed it in my pocket to roll now. Let me just fold this up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to the email. <laughs> uh Back to the eval. Day two, I literally bumped into Rob at the con, and he remembered me from the day before and asked if my autograph got to my home in one piece. I was shocked and amazed. amazed he remembered. He must have met so many people those two days. I figured he wouldn't remember one silly fan, but he caught my fall and remembered me. Thank you, Rob, for making my year. I still blush when I think about my favorite turtle calling me cute. And this is from Melinda Oak. Melinda Owens, aka Turtle Nerd. <laughs> so, thank you, Miley or Melinda, uh whatever you like to be called, and uh, or Turtle Nerd, uh, for that email. Uh, Nathan, uh, do you, what else do you got? I got one here
2: from Elizabeth. Uh, it's a it's a quick one. It just says, "Hey guys, it's Elizabeth. My first memory of Rob was when I watched him on Nick, and he's my idol and hero and role and inspiration ever since."
1: Okay, let's get to one more for today. Uh, this okay. one is called. This one's from uh, Justin Steinberg, and Justin says, "Hello, this is Justin Steinberg, and I'm sharing my thoughts on Rob Paulson. Rob Paulson is my favorite voice actor. I actually had the great honor of meeting him back in 2015 at the San Francisco Comedy Sketch Fest. I want to go there someday. Anyway, back to Justin's email." <laughs> Uh, after he attended the afternoon with Animaniacs show. And I remember he talked as Pinky for me. It made my day and gave me a good laugh. I grew up watching Animaniacs and Pinky in the Brain. So being able to meet the guy behind the voices from those shows was a real treat. He was super nice. In closing, Rob Paulson is a fantastic voice actor and a fantastic guy in general. I hope I get the chance to meet him again someday. Keep doing the great work with your podcast. Sincerely, Justin Steinberg. And thank you very much, Justin, for that. Oh, we got to
2: do we got to do a good job with the podcast. I know.
1: Well, we better start. We've almost been doing this for 2 years and we got to we got to start <laughs> turning things around quick, Nathan. Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much for all those folks who send in those emails and like I said, there are several, several more we're going to be getting through. So if you uh, have not yet sent in your thoughts about Rob Paulson, go ahead and send him over to Animaniacast at RetroZap.com Well, Nathan, let's go ahead and wrap things up. So let's get to some contact information. Where can people get in contact with you online? Ooh,
2: um, I'm on Twitter. Um, FT. that's me.
1: And yeah, that's indeed. That is you. All right. And uh, you know what, Nathan? We're on Twitter, too, for the animaniacast. You Animaniacast. Ah. Uh, yeah, it's true. You can go to Twitter.com slash Animaniacast. You can go to Facebook.com slash Animaniacast. You can check us out on Instagram as well. And, uh, hey, you can send us an email, Animaniacast at RetroZap.com. You can subscribe to our show feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your favorite podcast player of choice uh we're also on spotify as well which i've been checking out that app it actually is a pretty cool app you can listen to music and podcasts all together and even works with one of my favorite apps the ways app so when you're when you're watching out for cops on the freeway you could be listening to the animaniacast as well it gets all synced <laughs> together like that it's pretty cool Also, check out our archives over at AnimaniCast.com, and that'll take you straight on over to our RetroZap archives, where you can see some detailed show notes. You can see a a bunch of our other shows and check them out. You'll you'll love them. You'll love them. And speaking of loving stuff, (laughs) you'll also (laughs) love the other stuff you see at RetroZap as well, such as articles, podcasts, videos, tons of other things. So we're a proud member of the RetroZap.com family. Uh, and really retro zap is the place to go for all your pop culture needs so check it out well with that and hopefully if everything recorded this time properly for nathan and me joey this is joey <laughs> saying good night everybody longest exit ever oh good night everybody <laughs>